Hello, everyone. Welcome back to La Saludable Latina podcast. I am your host, Lilia Gomez, and Dr. Chelly's out for the next couple of weeks until she returns for a recording. I have created this space to promote health awareness within women's health issues, and each episode is made with love and support with the purpose of inspiring and empowering you. I hope that we are able to motivate each other in support of a healthier lifestyle. Please keep in mind all of our episodes are not a substitution for medical services, but instead we would like to create awareness within your own health education, but also connect you to community resources that are available to you. In this week's episode, we are going to talk about breathwork with Ana Lilia. A little bit about Ana, she is a UC Berkeley graduate and is a certified breathwork teacher as well as an intuitive healer. With the help of aromatherapy and music therapy, Ana helps guide clients to release stress, fear, anxiety, and anything else that's holding them back from living their true potential. Ana has been featured on Bravo TV, brings breathwork to the corporate world, and volunteers at WeSpark, a nonprofit that helps cancer patients and survivors improve the quality of their life. Anna loves holding a space for clients and seeing them radiate in their light after a breathwork meditation session. I have to admit, after meeting with Anna and having a private lesson with my sister, I actually realized how much healing I needed in my space within my heart and within my womb and within my mind. So I welcome you to come join us to listen to this week's episode. Listas? Here we go. Welcome ladies back to La Saludable Latina. We are here with Ana Lilia at her residence. We're gonna be exploring how to do a little bit of breath work and how Analia got started with her holistic wellness practice. Analia, thank you so much for opening up your doors today and welcoming my sister and I to come and join you today, but also being available to do this interview. You're welcome. It's such an honor to have you. I'm excited because one of the things that I like to do with this platform is being able to create an awareness with a holistic well-being. And I think in today's community and modern technology, we're so used to like technology, technology, technology and we often forget that there's also the holistic approach. So Anna, if you can tell us a little bit about where you studied and how did you get started with your holistic practice if you were used to work in the nine to five, like let us know a little bit about your background so that we get to know you a little bit today. Yeah, I actually have never had a nine to five job. Oh my gosh, you're so lucky. I started, I went to UC Berkeley, studied mass communication, Spanish literature, and then moved to LA. And I started working at a PR agency and I got fired after like two months and it was like so amazing to be fired because I hated that job yeah when I was a child like I knew that the conventional workplace was not for me I didn't know what it was gonna look like but I just knew it wasn't for me so up until then I've been dabbling in the commercial acting world and print world and I travel the country doing auto shows and just have done a ton of different jobs and I stumbled upon the healing world about five years ago during a time in my life where I was super stressed out I wasn't really working as much my relationship was not going in a great place. I was feeling rejected in a lot of areas of my life and it so happened that one of my good girlfriends went to an esthetician for a facial. Turned out this woman was a healer and after her appointment she and I were gonna have lunch and she's like oh my god you're the best person to have lunch with and share my experience. I just had a facial but I was crying the whole time. I felt my body temperature change. I'm like oh that's interesting. So I made an appointment to see her and 
that was my quote-unquote awakening where I felt my body vibrating I felt like I was levitating the stuff that she was picking up on was 100% accurate it was so healing and powerful that I was kind of hooked and wanted to explore and know more about the healing world. Mm -hmm. So that's how it started. From there, I was introduced to Theta Healing. So I did a training um, on how to do that, which is basically accessing the subconscious and reprogramming it. Can we talk a little bit about that training? Because yeah. you just mentioned something the subconscious mm -hmm. that we often forget that we know we have a conscious but a lot of people don't even know the subconscious part of the thinking and processing and thoughts so how would you describe the subconscious and what made you want to take that training of the subconscious to be more aware of your own consciousness when you were doing that training well 90 percent of the way we behave is due to our subconscious we're not even aware of you know as we grow up we start to leave imprints in our mind. And throughout life, you know, we kind of react to that. And I've always been the type of person that loves helping. I grew up actually with an alcoholic dad. So from a young age, I kind of became the parent in the family. And from there on, like I was just the person that helped everyone and took care of people. So it was something that came natural, but I wanted to have a healthier relationship with wanting to help and I wanted to be more directed so when I came across Theta Healing I thought it was really cool that you could so it's similar to like hypnosis right where you're entering into a meditative state mm -hmm. and you're able to access memories programming that you have and once we shed light to them we're able to also heal and reprogram it I think that's amazing that you were taking that route because often individuals tend to suppress Yes. Memories. And um, you mentioned that you had an alcoholic dad. I also, too, grew up with an alcoholic dad. And those are memories that we try to suppress. And when we suppress it, sometimes it kind of comes back into life, right? So, not sometimes. All the time. All the time. All the time. Yeah, we're not even aware of it. We're not aware of it because we're so used to the suppression. Yeah. Like, and culturally, mm -hmm. we are told to... Just uh, two weeks ago, actually, I was just on the phone with my mom uh -huh. and we had another conversation about it because we had a very emotional conversation as a family a couple weeks ago where I brought up our childhood, my childhood. Mm -hmm. And my parents and even my sisters, they're, they don't want to go. They're like, this isn't el pasado that's in the past. Like we made mistakes. It's like, no, it's still in our present because the way we grew up, those incidents like have an effect on us and it's important yeah. to shed light so that we can all heal as a family and i'm not saying that i'm still harboring anger or resentment towards my dad because i feel like that's kind of how they took it yeah but rather i'm like for me it's important to share that has shaped me as an individual and what's happening right now i don't agree with it this is how it makes me feel mm -hmm. and it's important to voice those feelings yeah i think it's really important as a latina to be able to voice those feelings especially yes. in a traditional family where you're saying Está en el pasado, don't talk about it, hush, hush. Yeah. What was that one saying that Ana Flores had in her conference? Calladitas no more. Uh-huh, exactly. And that's the thing that we need to kind of break that stigma. And having to know that you're subconsciously going back into meditation because we have to alleviate those memories for healing. So how did you take that time of your life to heal from those processes when you were going through that with your family? Well, I started to become aware and take responsibility that, okay, I am overreacting to certain things that are happening in my life. Like 
I'm crying, I'm becoming like very upset. So that's a good point of reference. Like, what is your reaction to what currently just happened? Is it exaggerated? Does it equate what just happened? And if it tends to be a little bit more exaggerated, then there's a tr that's a trigger, mm -hmm. right? Then there's something more at the core that doesn't know how to communicate or express in a healthy way or an empowering way. So in addition to the theta healing, I did about three years of psychotherapy, a very specific form called ISTDP, intensive short-term dynamic psychotherapy. That's interesting. I highly recommend it. That's where I dealt with a lot of my childhood with alcoholism. That's, and I had a fantastic therapist. She also talked to me about how our body holds imprints of trauma. So in nature, we see animals, you've seen the videos of like, when an animal is scared mm -hmm. or is in a dangerous situation, afterwards, their body shakes. So that's their body physically releasing that trauma. We as humans have evolved so that we're not shaking it out. We hold everything in, mm -hmm. but that has a negative effect in our body, in our day-to-day. So there's different ways of releasing that trauma. She introduced me to something called TRE, trauma release exercises, where basically you're fatiguing the muscle and then having it shake. It's amazing work. Like just by one example of an exercise is laying down on the ground with your knees up and then basically like lifting your butt up and holding it until your body starts to shake. I would start to cry. I would have like visions of childhood you know, memories come back. It was fascinating to me because I'm kind of obsessed with learning and just being a yeah. student. So I was eating it up. But at the same time, just seeing the healing powers of it, like I just wanted to learn more and more and more. So that's when I came across breathwork by just happening to attend a class. And I had such an intense visceral experience where my body cramped up. I couldn't open my hands. Mm -hmm. I was sobbing the whole time. It was crazy. But at the end, I felt so light. I went outside and the colors looked brighter. Mm -hmm. I couldn't believe that by just breathing, laying down and actively breathing, that I could release so much emotion and feel so much better. So I was hooked. I continued to go for myself. Mm -hmm. And that in addition with therapy and the other healing modalities that I do, it was just changing my life. And I found that breathwork was the route that I wanted to take to facilitate and help other people as well heal. One of the things that I love about this work is the simplicity of yes. just breathing. Yes. Who knew that with breathing, yeah. you would feel, you would, release you would have emotions come up you would have memories come up yeah you mentioned it all right so i think it's amazing that you wanted to be able to bring this service to others which i find it truly amazing so in your in your experience as you were doing the practices and doing the breath work when did you first initiate your practice that you were going to go like full throttle on this was going to be your path yeah so i started my training two and a half years ago and there's a my teacher his name is david elliott and he's kind of like the breath work person in la so i did you know the certification process and it has been life-changing basically i still do the commercial world the mm -hmm. print world and all of that although it's becoming less and less and 
yeah, my focus has definitely been to grow my practice and my business. And the opportunities that I've gotten to bring this work has been so beautiful and humbling and heartwarming. One of the things that I love about this work is that I feel like it empowers people because you do so much of the work, you're actively breathing, you're processing, and I'm just there holding space and guiding you. I work with cancer patients once a month at a nonprofit called We Spark, and this is a place that offers free alternative healing modalities to people with cancer, Mm -hmm. survivors, and uh, their caretakers. So I've been working there for over a year, and seeing them, creating a safe space for them to cry, to scream, to grieve, to ask for help, and just leave feeling more empowered and lighter has been such a beautiful gift. I applaud you for working in a space for people who are diagnosed with chronic illnesses, especially with cancer, because it's not an easy diagnosis for an individual and caretaker in the whole family. So to be able to provide a holistic approach into that nonprofit is truly amazing because it doesn't really exist in a lot of nonprofits. Yes. And the alternative thing is when patients get diagnosed, they go see the specialist, right? They get diagnosed, they get their prescription, they probably get the treatment, but it's like trying to get back to the norm of things. Yeah. And that's where you fall into place is bringing that sense of awareness through breath work. And I think that's truly amazing because like you said, you get to connect, emotionally release, if there's tearing up, if there's memories, like release it versus suppressing it, right? Yeah. I think como Latinas, I think we're so used to like just suppressing it, like, oh, I'll get better, I'll get better. And eventually it's kind of like a volcano, Mm kind of erupt. So with your breath work, when was the first class that you hosted, did your first session? How did that make you feel? I did it like the week after I took my first training. (laughs) And it was interesting because, you know, part of the exercise was create a poster for your class. And like, what is it going to be like? I didn't end up doing that exercise, but I'm just like, yeah, it's going to happen next week. And I just sent an email to my girlfriends and we got together at a friend's house. And I think there were five of them. Mm -hmm. And they all cried. They all released. They yeah. screamed and it was it was so beautiful for me. Um, and I've been doing it ever since. But I want to get back to your point of like as our culture and Latinas and suppressing yes, and not forgetting about the importance of mental health yes. and the importance of taking care of our emotional well-being. Yes. We've accepted culturally and as a society that stress is just a part of who we are, right? Mm-hmm. And stress is important. It tells us, okay, we're in danger. It allows us to hopefully take action. But in the long term, if we're chronically experiencing stress and not releasing it, it has negative effects in our body. It It causes inflammation. It can contribute to heart disease. It can cause insomnia, depression, anxiety. And as a society, we've kind of just accepted it, have, you know, gone the pill route. We push through, but it's not dealing at the core of the problems, just putting a band-aid on it, in yeah. my opinion. And so with this type of work, with meditation, with therapy, with different healing modalities, with psychedelics, like it's about getting to the core of what the issue is and yeah. healing that part so that we are able to move on and be freer and happier yeah. and lighter and 
have peace in our life. Yeah, and no, I completely agree because you're fully balanced when you're addressing it versus if you're not addressing it. But also to the with the Latina culture, it comes to like I don't want to go seek counseling yes. or psychotherapy because yes. they're gonna like drastically diagnose everything that I'm doing and if it's gonna affect me or if they're gonna put me on a med. But a lot of times you don't have to take the med. You know, you yeah. can find alternative ways, and I think your practice is the best alternative way. Personally, speaking from personal preference that we did a session today was just like, I just got amazed by the whole experience and we'll tap that into it. But having that said, creating that awareness for Latinas to be able to access that, yeah, the Western Med is there too, but also look for your holistic approaches because you need to be able to balance those two practices to be fully dynamic. And if the Western Med doesn't work, the holistic approach might work a little bit more better, right? When and also to to get rid of that stigma of what it means to go to therapy. Like I know yes. for my parents, like they have so much trauma and I have suggested to them and yeah. my dad always says, hey, no estoy loco. Yeah. Like they always equate, equate yeah. like going to see a therapist as being crazy and yes. that's not the case. Like, so I think it's really important also to talk about that in our community and to not shame people for seeking help for yeah. um, addressing their emotional well-being. So, and I think it's important, like you said, it is important because I think at times, sometimes we might not even be aware that we're going through that yeah. anxiety or depression stage. And then eventually you'll make that appointment where you're like, huh, so if we can catch it at an early stage that you're doing a whole lot of prevention and then breath work too that prevents cardiovascular disease it prevents stress it prevents high blood pressure yes it can prevent cancer too actually because like you said your body is signaling to you hey something's going on here let's address it you know so i think it's really important to tap into that and make that awareness like hey if you need to make that appointment don't have self-doubt yeah go to that appointment so having that said, when you did your first group with your girlfriends and you got a good vibration, when was like, okay, I'm full throttle and moving on with being consistent and being able to grow your business? Yeah, so I was consistent the whole time. When I decided to decided to take it public was once I got certified. So that was a process. And then after that, then I felt like I was in a place where I could go to a studio and say, hey, this is what I do. Would you like to have me as a teacher? Uh -huh. So my first studio, it just kind of happened naturally where I saw a brand new studio that had opened up. They also said that they were a yoga slash meditation studio and I hadn't seen that. So I was mm -hmm. really excited. I looked at their schedule and they already had a breathwork class. And I'm like, what? Someone's already doing breathwork? Uh -huh. So I checked it out. Actually, one of the owners was teaching it and I I immediately introduced myself as a breathwork teacher and he's like oh okay well sometimes I might need a sub so if you're interested and I'm mm -hmm. like yeah I would love to be your sub yeah so he asked me to come in to give him a demo of what I do and he liked it and so that's how I started I started substituting for him and then they just gave me a class it was an early morning class. It was seven in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> so that's really early for breathwork. Yeah. Not the best time. But I did have my little following of people that went to my class before they went to work. It was a shorter class, not as intense. I didn't do the guiding that I do in my private sessions or general classes. So that was tailored more to release that stress, to get clarity and just put them in a right mindset to head off to work and you know, be grounded for the day. Yeah, that's really good. So that's how I started. I think it's really great that you provide that service because that also avoids habits and bad behaviors. Yeah. 
right? So if they're able to go to a class where they can release that stress, get grounded, feel re-energized versus go having a cigarette. Exactly. Or alcohol for yeah. in the morning because that's how some Latinos deal with some of their symptoms yeah. with stress. stress. So that becomes eventually, you know, a behavior that kind of sticks long-term mm -hmm. and it's never talked about mm -hmm. but it's amazing that you were able to provide that service for your morning class and group yeah. of people and once you started getting the ball rolling with that did you see yourself saying okay this is what I want to dedicate myself to and did you see it as a bigger picture like I want to be able to provide breath work and did you actually provide other services like other techniques during your classes so with the breath work then I also did training on Reiki healing because I felt intuitively that I was doing energy healings but I besides the theta healing like I didn't know what label to put on it and mm -hmm. people tend to like labels just so for them right. to feel comfortable okay. so anyway, so I did Reiki healing I'm like oh I've already been doing this and then from there I'm now in a clairvoyant program so for the last seven months I've been in this program where I'm learning to read people and just have more tools to add to the experience so you're not just breathing but I'm also my prompts are prompts that your soul is giving. It kind of touches me, huh? Does, does it touch you too, Lisa? Yeah, it did. It does. <laughs> yeah. So that's why every class is different and every private session is different because um, I tune in to, okay, what are we going to work on today? And like, what's coming up? And like at one point, your parents came through. So I'm like, okay, let's mm -hmm. let's talk to them. Let's see what's up. Yeah. So you tailor it to the need of the energy from the individual. Yeah. That's truly amazing that you, you're training yourself and so gifted in that area, which I abundantly just love you just for today's oh, session. And we're going to actually get into that right now. So we came into her house um, feeling very warm and welcoming. And my sister came with me today because I wanted to beat the LA traffic. I said, come with me so we can carpool. <laughs> and then I happened to see you outside and we found parking right away. And um, you welcomed us right away with a nice hello and how are you doing? And then we came into the house space and I have to admit, it's so welcoming. It's so serene. I just felt like I know I'm going to do some healing today. Aww. That's how I felt like for me. How about you, Lisa? How did it feel? for you oh at first i wasn't sure what i was really gonna experience today but afterwards it really gave me uh some type of like we said earlier i felt light mm -hmm. my body and mind and soul felt light afterwards after the breath technique exercise so it definitely left me with something good today yeah. So can we talk about a little bit about how you started the session and how you ended the session? I always like to start my sessions and classes by doing a grounding meditation. A lot of times, you know, LA traffic, we're kind of looking for parking. It's just people come in stressed. Yes. So I find that you'll get more out of it if we just take a few minutes to get into our body, to come down. So I have a, a grounding exercise that allows you to start to slow down and become present. I have you set an intention because I think it's very important to do anything with an intention. Yeah. And then we go into the active breathing and the technique, it's very simple. It's a pranayama breath, two stage. So it's two inhales with your open mouth. The first one will come from your diaphragm, the second one from your chest, and then you exhale. Mm -hmm. And it's important to do it with your mouth because we really want to oxygenate our body. And that's the way that you're gonna get a lot of air into your body. And because you're oxygenating your body, it's very common, especially when you first start out breath work, to feel body sensations like yes. the tingling, 
numbness, people get cramped in the hands, tension in the mouth, your body temperature might change, you might get hot, cold, you might cry. As we said, it's this type of meditation isn't about quieting the mind. Mm -hmm. It's you're going to have a lot of thoughts. Yeah. Well, I can speak for myself when we first started the session. We mentioned to set the intention. My intention was set from the beginning was to not hold anything back, mm. to be open-minded and come in here and just release what I needed to release for today. And then as we went into lying down and doing the breath work, I never actually done breath work through my diaphragm and then the chest and then releasing. I've always done like inhale through your nose, mm -hmm. exhale. Mm -hmm. So it was like a lot of work. Yes. I, it, feels like a fitness workout, mm -hmm. just more like calm, but you are working those muscles and you are working that oxygen because it's flowing all the way through. Yeah. And then when we got onto the ground, I felt tingleness in every spot. I'd have to say my hands got heavy for me. How about you, Lisa? Oh, definitely. My, I felt tingling sensation in my hands too. When you went for your intention and as you lie down, how did you feel during that transition? I pretty much let my whole body just take control of everything. You know, yeah. but definitely I felt some type of healing process and like the breath techniques that, you know, we were going through today brought me, maybe there is a different way of me coping with things, like how to deal yeah. with Definitely. Yeah, because I know in your mind, a lot of the times we're setting up appointments, right? And mm -hmm. sometimes we need to find those alternative, right. you know, routes saying, well, what else can I do for myself? Because I think at times we have that appointment that only gives you maybe 30 minutes, 45 right. minutes, an hour. And then after that, it's what do you do outside of your environment? Yeah. So that's why I think your practice introduces the individual to, well, this is what you can do with me, and this is also what you can practice at home, and then yeah. come back with me and continue. Yeah. Because you're guiding the person, individual, to continue working on addressing certain issues, like you mentioned, certain energies, because we all fluctuate mm -hmm. in the environment. I was laying down, connecting to your light, pride. I cried, I had to release a couple of emotions, and I'll share with you, I had my first miscarriage, and it was really tough. And I think a lot of times I kept surprising, I'm gonna be okay, I'm gonna be that guerrera, you know, mm -hmm. I'm gonna get through it, you know. And I just stayed busy. Mm -hmm. I block things by staying busy. Yes. And like you said, if I'm not addressing it, I can never heal and mm -hmm. it's just gonna keep damaging me. Mm -hmm. When I saw that light, I connected with my faith mm -hmm. and that brought a sense of warmth. And with that said, my body felt very warm. Yeah. And I felt grounded. I felt like almost someone was like pushing me to be like, okay, you can release now. Mm -hmm. So that's what I felt during that time of light. How about you, Lisa? How did you feel with when the light came to you? I pretty much, like you said, like we all have different trauma in our life. And as for myself, I pictured like everything from childhood to the present day. And I just had to just release everything, forgiveness, and just let everything else just like my body just like take control of letting go. Yeah. And that's exactly what I did. I just let go. You also brought to the image sensory of your parents mm -hmm. if there's anything you need to release mm -hmm. or, or address mm -hmm. or say to them and then there was a song saying it was in spanish i believe mm -hmm. today i will learn and let go and, and mm -hmm. i was just like connecting with those words because no one ever really has a perfect childhood yeah. i'm sure no one does or if they do then props to you yeah. but for the ones who have had a little bit of struggle sometimes like you said, having those conversations with your dad when you were talking to him, it's like, no, I need to address this because I need to be able to move forward versus mm -hmm. suppressing it. And for them, they're not 
really aware because they're more on a traditional basis of mm -hmm. how to handle things or yeah. maybe they went through a tough life yeah. that hasn't been addressed so I connected and I forgave God. saying I no longer want to feel this anger because I have a like a love-hate relationship it's like I love you because you're my dad mm -hmm. but I hate you because you did some pretty darn stupid things mm -hmm. you know so with that comes being bring the space to like let go and don't hold on to it yeah and that's one of the things that i like about meditation and this work that it's a safe place to do that yeah so i use a lot of imagery i have you imagine and if you're not a visual person you know you can just imagine however you want but basically what we're doing and what the technique that i use is having a soul-to-soul -soul conversation yeah so and i did this practice in therapy as well so this isn't just like you know, it's actually used yeah. in psychotherapy. And for our mind doesn't know what's real or not, right? Mm -hmm. If you're imagining it thinks that it's happening. So if you allow yourself to imagine yourself to have that conversation that you haven't had with your family, with your dad, to imagine yourself expressing that anger, it's very healing. And I have noticed for myself, because I tend to have a lot of soul conversations with my family members, mm -hmm. that it does start to change the dynamic. For one thing, you're no longer triggered in the same way. Yes. So you're not reacting in the same way. And so they're not reacting to the way that you've reacted. So it creates peace. You know, people in our family, in our lives, they may or may not choose to heal or see that they need to heal. But when you start to do your own work, it has a ripple effect. And I have seen it in my family. Because people start to notice, and then they wanna know, what are you doing? Like, mm -hmm. I see a difference, or te ves super bien, or like, wow, you seem so happy. Mm -hmm. Also by sharing, you know, what you're doing, and start to plant the seed, and yeah, helps to heal the world, that's what I say. No, I think it's amazing, because you also mentioned one word right now, triggers. Mm -hmm that we're often not aware of our very own triggers mm -hmm. that are happening naturally around us mm -hmm. or that also comes with your subconscious mm -hmm. triggers definitely you know with the memories that could be triggers um, of subconscious going through your mind and we kind of tend to like oh i'll just go away or just label it as anxiety mm -hmm. or like stress you know and not really like get to the core of like okay what is happening mm -hmm. why am i reacting like this right now so it's something very important to to look at and just yeah. to bring to the light. And I know it can be scary. It can be, right? But that's why it's important to find people that can help you access that and guide you so that you don't feel alone, so that you're not just... All I can say is that you brought a perfect guidance oh, into you. your path across you. I'm amazed to even be here <laughs> and have gone through that session because I follow you on Instagram. And I was actually hoping to join you on Wellness Day. Oh, yeah. Ana Flores, mm -hmm. but it didn't happen. Just there was just so much going on. Yeah. And so I'm going to connect with her some way because I want to be able to experience this because I truly believe in your practice and I truly believe you're coming from a good intention, a good place. Mm -hmm. And you're allowing a healing space for all categories in your health mental, soul, mindful, yeah. physical as well. If you hit all the points mm -hmm. that need to be addressed and guiding them there is, is an amazing job because sometimes people are too scared to guide mm -hmm. others. And when you have that natural gift, everything just kind of flows into your direction. Mm -hmm. I want to congratulate you because not too long ago you had an interview with Cheeky Baby. I did! Can you actually talk a, yeah, can you talk <laughs> a little bit about that interview and how was that experience for you, getting that exposure yeah. and getting to know your work? So it came about because I'm a volunteer with the American Heart Association and so I facilitated this week as well meditation. They have this huge annual event 
where it's called Por Tu Corazón. It's to create awareness of different ways that you can live a healthier life, to mm -hmm. have a healthier heart. So they were able to get this interview with Acceso Total, which is the show that she's on. And it actually turned out with the timing that they interviewed me too close to the date of the event, so it didn't become about the event. It was just about my practice, which is even better for me. Yeah. Like, so it was super fun to just be able to talk about it, first of all, in Spanish, because I don't do it often. And to demystify meditation, it tends to be so foreign and not part of our culture and the Latino culture, especially the Spanish-speaking community. To break it down and tell people that it can be as simple as being present when you're washing dishes. So instead of having your mind think about your worries, your problems, the kids, become focused on the water falling on the plate, the bubbles, the, how the sponge feels in your hand. So that's called mindfulness and being present. So it can be as simple as that, right? And just creating that or like sharing that tidbit was really fun. And then also showing Cheeky Baby the technique of breathing. And at first she was like, I study feces. Uh -huh. Like it's kind of like you get tripped up or you're not used to breathing through your mouth. Yeah. But it was super fun. She, she was really nice. She had a great attitude. And it seems like they really liked it because then they also had me do a separate little segment for this other thing that they have called NBC see everywhere so I guess they have like TV stations at gasolines and yes. gasoline stations and the gas. airport yeah mm -hmm. so we did a little like 10 second thing about meditation as well so hopefully I'll let you guys know when it I comes out so. that would be amazing I'm gonna be watching now every time I pump my gas like okay is she coming <laughs> where's my meditation tip but you know what it's very true because at the gas station we often are so in a hurry we're so yeah. stressed out getting to point A to point B that that technique there if they have it successfully implemented can go a long way yeah mindfulness as you're pumping gas yeah that'll be amazing did you get to do a little bit of work with a group um during the interview or not in the interview it was just it was just a cheeky baby and the producer was there and the camera guy but interestingly when they were filming just my solo b-roll the camera guy said you know I suffered from anxiety and I didn't even know that that's mm -hmm. what it was. He yeah. said, I have a good life. I have a good job. I have a family, I have a house, money in the bank, but I was feeling bad. And he said, I talked to this a friend of mine who's a psychologist and he said, you have anxiety. Mm -hmm. He said, I started to do research and I found online this breathing exercise, like what you do. And he said, it went away. Mm -hmm. He's like, people don't know. I'm like, yeah. Mm -hmm. And so it was really beautiful for me to yeah. hear this guy, un señor mm -hmm. Latino en Español, sharing sí. that he like took an action, tried something new, and it helped him. And it just warmed my heart. I thought it was beautiful. I think that's a great thing that he was able to connect with you yes. in the work that you're doing because I work in the healthcare for comunidades latinas and mm -hmm. latinos. And at times, like medical providers want to address those little aspects. Yeah. Like if they can let them know about, okay, you know, here's this breath work class, go mm -hmm. try it out. And sometimes they do, they'll recommend them, but sometimes they're fearful, like, oh, it's para mí, you know, it's para mm -hmm. me, como me van a ver, you know, like, so if you're doing that interview in Telemundo to bring that awareness, yeah. to let the mujeres and hombres know we're here, we provide this service, I think it's an amazing uh, opportunity for you to keep expanding, yeah. you know, so that way you can keep doing what you love doing because your work becomes your passion. Yeah, so and that's amazing. also something that I noticed at the American Heart Association event 
where I wasn't able to do the active breathing the way that you guys did it because the event was outside and they were seated, but we still did an active breath. I was surprised that just asking people to close their eyes mm -hmm. was difficult for about 50% of the people. Yeah. They, there was so much resistance. First of all, there was a lot of distraction. So, but just going inward, I could sense the anxiety and the fear and the resistance. So for those that did trust and just went for it, it was really beautiful to witness and it did touch a lot of people. I had a lot of women come up to me afterwards. And these are like your mom and my mom, you know, yeah. that immigrated from exactly. Mexico, from El Salvador, uh -huh. many of them. I don't think have a lot of education. So just yes. exposing them to the power of their breath, how it can change the way you feel by being still and noticing your breath and sending love to yourself was, I was just blown away and I was so grateful for the opportunity. Yeah, and it made me aware, it was a reminder that I wanna continue finding a way to create awareness and access. That's a huge other problem, access. having access. Yes. I did a, a class in East LA a month ago. And yeah, there's nothing like that over there. Mm -hmm. So it was sold out. I'm having it again um, in July. I think the 8th of July. So yeah, it was just a, uh, a reminder for me. I'm like, maybe this is my niche, you know, um, really connecting with my community again and yeah. sharing with them all these cool healing tools that I've learned and empowering them and helping them heal. And yeah, it could be your bigger like, purpose, right? Yeah. Every journey has a bigger purpose in life. So it could be Definitely. the purpose of you guiding you there. And we're going to send you all the positive vibes Thank so you can get those community and accessing to those communities yeah. because as you notice in some communities some of those practices don't even exist mm -hmm. and or if it does exist they might go back to their country yeah and maybe having someone that they know como una amiga una comadre that they know that they're willing to do it with, but having the accessibility here in the mm -hmm. states will be really amazing so i mm -hmm. wish you all the best in las comunidades latinas and latinos too los hombres too because hombres are often like eh, you no, know. they need it the most. Uh -huh. exactly. <laughs> I love working with men. I get uh -huh. so excited when men come to my class. This morning I had a class here at my house and there were two guys. And I'm like, yes, we need to heal. And I think mm -hmm. it's so beautiful when they allow themselves to be vulnerable and cry yes. because we've created, we've taught them from a young age that boys don't cry. And no, you have to be tough and yes. provide for the family. There's so much pressure. Yes. And there's just so much pain in this world. We see it with yeah. all the terrible things that are happening happening and until we heal individually like we're not gonna see change so that's my yeah that's my contribution to help I think it's amazing I hope you keep doing that contribution because I think you have a bigger purpose for being able to provide the service and that reminds me I want to come back with my husband I want to sign up for another class Yay! I'm gonna make it a monthly thing with her because she's in Orange County my sister's in Orange County and I'm gonna make it a monthly thing to sign up for your classes uh, I'm gonna be awesome. watching out for the announcements so we can get tickets and then I'm gonna bring my husband because uh, when I was in my healing phase with my miscarriage I focused on myself but I forgot about him yeah and as women we I think we have a more supportive community versus mm -hmm. men mm -hmm. because they might feel like we've taught them to be brave and you're the provider mm -hmm. and you have to like make sure you move on from it I took him to one meditation class in Chula Vista mm -hmm. 
but this one includes breath work. So mm -hmm. I'm going to watch out for another <laughs> healing session and group work and book those tickets so I can bring him out here. Right. Hopefully on a day that we're both off because he has a hectic schedule and so do I. And, and I love the fact that we're taking this opportunity using this platform to create that awareness and so people can look you up too. Having that said, where can people find you? Yeah, so I'm on social media. Um, under Facebook, my page is Breathe, Release, and Relax. Or if you look my name up, Ana Lilia. I think the quickest way to find all my social media handles, if you just go to my website, it's analilia.net. And on Instagram, it's underscore Ana, underscore Lilia. Someone already has Ana Lilia, and I didn't want to add a number. You know, it's like, <laughs> ah! Yeah, it's kind of hard to find an Instagram name because then you're yes. playing like with numbers and underscores. And yeah like, and it's just a mess yeah if you can actually give one last tip for today what will your tip be for your listeners and for your audience you know the technique that i know all of you can do and will just create your body to relax immediately is just doing belly breathing so that's something that you can do that actually i do before i go to bed especially if I've been super stressed out or anxious. When you breathe through your diaphragm, it activates the parasympathetic nervous system. So that's something we didn't really talk about. But your body goes into a resting place, and that's especially important before you're gonna go to bed, because if we fall asleep without that tension and worry, all of our upper body tightens. I don't know if you've ever had like TMJ where uh, your jaw hurts or we pretty much like stop breathing. So when we breathe from our belly before we go to bed, it just opens ourselves up. We're able to have a more restful sleep and it lets our body rest and regenerate as well. So that's something that all of you can use or throughout the day, just belly breathing. If you're in the car, just remember to breathe from your belly. And that would be like one thing that I would say. Awesome. Do it. Yes, do it. And I'm actually going to look into it more because I'm more curious to come back to LA when I have the opportunity. Um, when is your next class, if you don't mind announcing, for the LA people who live in the LA area? Yeah, so I have a weekly class at a studio called Unplug in West Hollywood, and that's Mondays at noon. But besides that, I have classes all over LA, so the best way to find out is on social media or on my website. They're listed there. Again, it's analilia.net. Thank you so much once again for opening your house and for having our session and hopefully we can come back next time we yes, some of that. Definitely. Yeah. I definitely highly recommend Anna if you're in LA come check her out at her classes or go to her website to make sure you can catch one of her classes. I'm already going to look forward to all of the announcements so I can bring my husband with me and do a session. Uh, which by the way, do I you do, do private do, sessions. I was yeah. going to say, do you do private sessions? Yes. Do you do like couples therapy? I, private? Yeah. Oh, okay, you guys. I think I need to come back and do another podcast <laughs> interview. Maybe we'll do a series of themas with breath work. Yeah. Okay, chicas, we'll catch you on next time. And I'm checking out from LA. Bye. Bye.